Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 344. Things are usual as always. Things are usual. Unusual as always? No, I mean, normally things are always unusual, which oh. would make it usual as always. Okay. I feel that makes some unpack sense. Unpack that one. Yes. There's a couple <laughs> things to unpack in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about some movie trailers of things coming up. We talked... Uh, good amount of some Marvel Avengers shows, yeah. uh, some subscription based Basically, services. we're now the unofficial sponsor for Netflix, or Netflix is our unofficial sponsor. How does that work? I don't know. That's, it works somehow. We you talked, talked a lot about, about books. Ne- I did, I did. I talked about Ironheart number one. I was divided on that one. And then the Web of Venom uh, Carnage Born number one, which was Fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, so with that, I guess uh, sit around and uh, grab something to drink and listen to what else we had to talk about. And so, kind of got to call this Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 344, sponsored by Netflix. you Linz. i missed you too tony it feels like it's been ages i know but it's only been two weeks. weeks yeah and this is the longest time that we've never actually kind of had a recording i did end up posting the one a little bit later than normal from yeah. con we just we I could have tried to make things work but you know it's okay to take a break that's the thing i mean we're like we're we're in the 300s for our for our podcast count, so I think people know we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Because <laughs> that's always the biggest concern, right? Yeah. Oh, Drunk Guy Comics, they're disappeared. Nope. Someone call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Tony finally delivered our alcohol poisoning. Uh, yes, no, we're, I, I don't have any plans of going anywhere. Uh, I always love this and looking forward to a new year, but I guess we'd say that more at the end of this month yeah. than, than yeah. this. I mean, December goes by really fast. I know. So. But we do have a lot of family gathering stuff, yes. so our schedule is going to be kind of yes. fun to finagle. Yes. As well as I have gotten some people asking about doing some interviews, so those I'm going to try to... Oh, really? Try to schedule those and then maybe hmm. have one on the back burner just in case for yeah. a time that's, or two. That's good. That's good. I still have uh, Travis's as well that I interviewed at the... Oh, speaking of Travis... Oh, have you what seen the hell? <laughs> Did you not watch the live no, view of it? I just got on Facebook one day and I was like... I, I rarely watch any of the the live things that go like... Or am I online to actually watch them live either? Yeah. So pissed this was one of them though. That I, I was like 20 minutes late and didn't get to see it live live. But I was close enough. He lost a bet with his brother. I can't remember exactly what the... It was something about losing some pounds or something, and he hasn't lost some pounds, and what it was going to be is it was supposed to be up until Christmas when the actual uh, challenge ended. However, if he... Whoever lost had to shave their beard, and he had to shave his head, or I don't know what Levi had to do because he already has 
the bald head. But what ended up happening is he started, Travis started realizing that he's not going to, and they were going to have to do it for three months, three whole months to look just like that. Wow. shaved head. They then decided that they're going to change it up a bit. He conceded. So Levi said, okay, we're going to do this on Thanksgiving and you have to do this for months. So he has to look like this up to Christmas. <laughs> so it shortens the time. It means he got it over with quicker because I mean, I guess he could have lost some weight in the next month, yeah. but he just he just goes, nope. And it's the holiday season. This is when all the watching food. Watching him yeah. get his head shaved was fucking hilarious. Because some of the comments that, 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 that people were reading the off head, to him. The head shave isn't even the thing that throws me. Like, the I mustache? didn't even fucking recognize him without his beard. Like, <laughs> I, hopped on, I hopped on Facebook and I saw, I think Greg Wright, had had posted a picture of him and I was like, who the fuck's that guy? And he mentioned Travis. I'm like, that's not Travis. <laughs> it's totally Travis. He looks like a fucking old cop now. <laughs> yes, he kind of does. But I, I will say, yes, the beard was the signature thing because when, I mean, he had some long fucking hair and it was funny too when shaving the head, like they started doing just one side and go, go with the Casey <laughs> look. <laughs> and... My God! It, but once they started shaving that beard, oh. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> wow, wow! Yes. It just wow. It, he looks like what I would imagine, and this isn't a this is not a comment on his size as a person, but more just the facial hair. He looks like what a walrus would look like if they were a person. Yes. It's yes. just that fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I'm kind of upset that I interviewed him before this because if I, I wish I would have sat down with him looking at that because I would have come prepared with so many different what he looks like. <laughs> Lumpy potato head. We love you, Travis. Yeah. It's all in good time, um, Yeah, so, wow. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so going back to what I was originally saying, we're, we're not going anywhere. we got no. things coming up. And uh, we have, though, within the last two weeks, there's been a lot of shit that's happened. We'll get to some of it within the news, but I want to start off with talking about Stan Lee. Yes. Because that was some news that I just... It was, it, was a, it was a crazy day. I got texted at work by somebody who knows that I like comic books, um, and they told me, and I literally sat at my desk like, try not to cry at work. And it's not even like Stan Lee is my most favorite creator ever. You know. Well, I mean, but I don't read any really of those old school things, but the things that he has created have lived right. on that are some of my favorite yes. things. Yes. He's he's given he's I mean, there's all there's always been controversy with Stan, right? Because of the nature of the industry and the way comics were done back then and the way Stan has marketed himself throughout the years, being the face of Marvel and stuff like that. He's taken heat for for things like not giving other creators their credit on his books and stuff like that. Uh, I just, I don't even fucking care about that right now. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, he gave me the X-Men. That's, for me, that that's all that matters. I know he's not the only one that gave me the X-Men, but he was one of the people who gave me the X-Men. So I, I, you know, it makes me sad to think about my life without that entertainment aspect. You were the one that burst the news for me because you texted me yeah and it was so weird because earlier that day i was talking to one of my co-workers i found out he likes uh comic books so we were kind of talking to him like i was just i 
totally jinxed it. Cause I was you like, that, did. He's, he's, I think I he, told I you it was all still, your fault. Yeah, he's still ticking <laughs> and everything. And then you texted me that. And then what was funny is later on that day, my tech found out and he called the office just to get a hold of me to, to be like, did you hear? I go, yes, sadly I did. He goes, so strange. I go, I know. This is bad. <laughs> Tony, now everybody knows you to blame. It's yes. Tony's fault. It's Tony's shouldn't have, fault. Shouldn't have said anything. We all knew this day was coming. Linz, I can't believe that you're... <laughs> You're going to live forever. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to jinx you. Yeah, but, don't jinx me. Uh, yes. Uh, he obviously, having happened a couple weeks ago, people have already done their outpouring, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot more coming, yeah. um, especially from Marvel. I would be uh, very surprised if they didn't do a comic book or put some together some things that would come up, but you know, it takes like a month to get stuff created. Sure. So it'll probably be a springtime thing. Or on his birthday, maybe. It's yeah. end of December. They could probably have enough time to put something out there. Yep. It will be sad because, although I always, I mention this all the time, but his birthday is my mom's birthday. Right. And although I know the date of my mom's birthday, I sometimes forget what day it is. But on my news feeds that I always see, it's Stanley's, Stanley's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Oh, I need to text my mom. Right. Because it's her birthday. So now I won't really have that that friendly reminder. Well, and we always, especially lately, we've always kind of celebrated his birthday as like he's made it another year. Yes, because he was. I mean, he was in like his mid to late nineties. Well, that's the thing too. It's he lived a full life. Yeah, and so it's it's sad that we've lost him, but at the same point too, there's I don't know how much more he could give besides some cameos right. and everything. You know, he's with his wife now, and things are. Yep. You know, that's how it is. Uh, he still has... There's been a lot of talk about some of the cameos and everything. Because they were like, oh, that was his last cameo in, in whatever last movie came out. And he was. pre-recorded a bunch, though, didn't yeah. he? And yeah. That's a, and so... Or no, people were talking that somehow Captain Marvel would be last to go. We still have Avengers Infinity War. But I also heard that he had one recorded for Spider-Man. Because they've already... They wouldn't have done cameos for movies that aren't started filming. Right. So Spider-Man's the latest one that's filming, and from what I heard is he's in that, and that would be kind of poetic if he went out. Right. Spider-Man, one of his iconic characters that he right. created. Well, and I think one of the first movies he did a cameo in would have been the for, oh yeah, the Spider-Man Tobey movie. Maguire, Spider-Man. It I think that's where it started. It was either that or Fantastic 4. I can't remember which one started his run. But it was and there's there's been talk too of like would would do they do some digital like likeness of him in future movies and I don't I think, think they need that unnecessary yeah uh, there was a, a post that I found that I shared which was really heartbreaking was it went something like this it was a lot longer but you're at the movie theater you're watching the you know credits end and you felt like something was just missing but yeah. you just didn't know what and then. All of a sudden, it fades to uh, black, or and it shows like all these people at this f funeral, villains, right. everyone leaving with tears, and then you see a tombstone, and then you see the name Stanley, and yeah. that's when you Ugh, realize God. he's not with us anymore. <laughs> right. And so then, and then it, the post continues going on about which is more heartbreaking. It goes to where you know everyone then realizes we won't we missed the cameo and so when they leave tears in their eyes of that he's gone there's one last kid sitting in the theater that goes heroes never die Aww. and i'm like oh that that you make me all misty all yeah, over again that that really gets to me and it's it's very true um i have heard even that they uh 
for in the Spider Verse that's coming out. Uh, oh, in the weeks. yeah, the animated one. His cameo in that is more than just a like walk in the background or say yeah. a line. Um, so they they kind of because they know how iconic he is, but that's how the cameos have normally been. They try to beef it up a bit. So within the Spider Verse. He's going to give uh, Miles his costume. So he owns a, ah. a costume shop, and he's the one that gives it to him in the movie. And he's like, uh, there's no givebacks. And so it's kind of cool that they they included him even in, yeah. the, in the cartoon uh, type movie. My favorite Stanley cameo, besides the one where he... I have two. It's the one in... I think it was either the first or the second Iron Man, where he plays like a... Uh, the Playboy guy. Uh, what's his name? The guy who owned. Play. Oh, uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, where he plays oh, yeah. like a. That a, one was like, awesome. Yeah, and then the, I think it was from Guardians of the Galaxy where he's on the was it like a little moon or something? Oh, when he was talking to the watchers. Watcher. Yes, yeah, telling yes. stories. Those were my those were my two favorite ones. I loved them in Mallrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! If you want it, I mean. So, Kevin Smith, right, I mean, he's a huge pothead, so he cries about fucking everything, um, but he did a uh, uh, Fat Man on Batman, which is now called Fat Man Beyond, because he's not fat anymore. Um, he did a, a Stanley tribute on that, and talk about, like, if you want, really want to get the tears out about this, fucking just listen to that, because you'll just cry the whole time. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Or, go and read anything Todd McFarlane wrote about Stan because oh, they yeah. were really close friends. So, or you can go check out drunkoncomics.com and see what I wrote. Yes. Cuz I did do a little write up. Good, yeah. I I was responding to some controversy that was going on that we're not going to get we're not going to bring light to because it doesn't fucking matter was my whole point. Mm -hmm. Some people just don't need to have opinions about things. <laughs> 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 but we need to have opinions about what we say. Yes. Our opinions Especially matter about comic books. We're Important to this industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so flat out, uh, I only have one comic that I read, and that's being used for booze in a book. So this is tur a crazy turn of events. Yes, <laughs> we are a different <laughs> podcast. Because yours normally you have five, and I have one. Mm -hmm. I have two this time, so <laughs> I doubled my my reading. I actually read four comics, but um, only two of them need. Real reviews, and I'm gonna start with uh, Ironheart number one because <clears throat> I actually my opinion about this book changed halfway through it. So Ironheart, obviously, if nobody knows, Ironheart is Riri Williams who took over for Iron Man when mm -hmm. he was in a coma. She was Iron Man for a little while, and then ended up staying with the uh, suit. And then eventually making her own. And there's an Iron Man, and she's not a man, so she's Ironheart, which I still hate that name. I think she sounds like a Care Bear. But <clears throat> that's who she is. Um, genius. Goes to MIT, just from the south side of Chicago. Like a, a very bringing up the people sort of character. Um, this comic book starts with her, like... Showing that she's a huge nerd and that she's really smart. She runs one of the labs at MIT. You know, the dean comes and brings a group of people through and some mishaps happen with the equipment. And she doesn't understand why. And then it's, it's bait. And then her going to fight this villain who can, ends up taking all these leaders hostage for the summit that they're at. 
a very like generic plot of a comic book. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that like I was as I was reading it, I was like, I don't nothing about this story makes me fucking care about this character. She literally it was like very formulaic. So you get halfway through the book and she defeats the bad guy and then it keeps going after that. And this is when uh, my opinion changed because she gets a call from um, this this guy that she grew up next to in the south side of Chicago. And you learn through the book that, you know, her dad died when she was young and her stepdad died and her best friend died. Like she's had a lot of death in her family. She's from the south side of Chicago. There's a lot of violence in that area. So this kind of ties into that. This boy that she grew up next to called her, and they have this whole conversation about why she's doing what she's doing. I mean, it starts with she figures out that he's calling her because he's checking up on her for her mom sort of thing, and she gets really pissed. But then he um, sees uh, Jordy LaForge visor on her desk and he's like wait are those Jordy glasses and she's like yeah and she's like what what are those are you are you building tech into those and she's like no it's it's cosplay it's it's for cosplay it's I'm a huge nerd it's for cosplay okay and he's like oh my god I love Star Trek so they get into this whole conversation about Star Trek and then you know they're they're bonding and then he asks her why she does it with all the death in her family why she puts herself at risk and there's one line that she says. You're gonna have to give me the book because I can't remember it off the top of my head. And I might get I might get all weepy bitchy when I read it. Um, her stepdad said to her when she was younger, "The uh, those who move with courage make path for those who live in fear." So because she has the brain and the ability to do things that other people can't do, she's got the courage so that other people don't have to live in fear. And that's the point of this book where I was like, oh, and I started crying because I'm a huge bitch. And, <laughs> um, and it, it totally changed my opinion of this book because the first half of it was so fucking boring. And I didn't care about her as a character at all. And then they dove into her as a person and not as just this smart chick in a suit. And I was like, oh, I do like her now. So I don't know yet if I really like this book or if I just like the back half of this book so we'll see i mean she's a good character i just hope they develop her a little bit one of the things that i just looking at her suit like where her power or or arc reactor or light i don't know how her suit is all powered but i mean it's right there over the heart like i wonder how like i want to just get into a discussion but how aesthetically pleasing certain like suits are for different people that mm-hmm. goes with their names mm-hmm. or if they make the suit and then come up with the name or right. I mean Doc Ock like you know well he looks like an octopus because he's got That's four the limbs yeah. there are four extra limbs that make eight right but you know also it was his last name so it kind of makes some sense right but are we I mean it's almost like if a person gets introduced in the panels of a comic book that has some sort of like that could be a superhero thing. Right. Or what's their powers? Like, if they're something Storm, like, oh, so I bet you, like, yeah. their last name Storm's like, they're going to have some weather power. And I'm wondering, I mean, so, obviously, she, she her, the, her, the suit that she has now, I mean, she took, she had Tony's suit for a minute, and, um, and then she had 
her own version of Tony's suit that she made, and it got destroyed, and she had to make her own. It actually got destroyed by Thanos. She had to make her own armor, and I don't know. So I would. She was Ironheart before that. So I would imagine they designed the armor based on the fact that her name was Ironheart, but I don't remember how she got that name. If somebody gave it to her, or if she was just... just a, yeah, I can't yeah. I can't remember either. She's just like, I have heart, <laughs> and I'm not a man. <laughs> That's her f- favorite character in uh, um, the... Oh, what the fuck? The Planeteers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> From Captain Planet. Um, the, the other thing she mentions in this is how... Because they the delegates that are doing like the tour of her lab ask her if she has AI in her suit, like Tony, like Friday for Tony. And she's like, I don't yet. And then at the end of this book, her like a digitized version of what I assume is her dead best friend shows up. And I don't know if like in her fidgety insomnia brain or while she was on the phone with this guy, she was tinkering around with stuff and ended up just making the AI after her best friend or if she's now crazy <laughs> or what's going on with that. Um, so I'll, I'll probably definitely, definitely pick up the second one to see how, how it goes from here. Cause like I said, slow start, good end. Um, Eve Ewing is the writer. She's actually from the South side of Chicago. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays into the, yeah. the story of the book. And then Kevin, Lebranda and Luciano Vecchio are the artists. Uh, two artists. I don't know how that plays in. It's always weird when there's two artists on a book. I don't know how they share. Duties. I mean, if they have kind of the same style, maybe. I mean, maybe there's a seamless. Could be. Could be because there, there's a whole. I mean, and I would think that one does colors, but there is a color artist on this, and that's Matt Milla. So, who knows? But. Um. You want me to go right into my second one? Yeah. All right. So my second one, uh, Web of Venom, Carnage See, Born. It, and the thing is this. It's a surprise for me that you'd pick this up because I didn't think you're a Carnage fan. I'm not. But at the same point, though, because of all the Spider-Man yeah. books, I could see you kind of getting into it now. Let me tell you why I picked this book up. Because it is very, it's very simple reason. The cover of this fucking book is awesome. I saw this cover and I was like, yeah. I have to read this book. It, that is best on tap. <laughs> it's 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 it just really like I I know about Carnage and I know it's the serial killer fucking crazy dude who ends up with a symbiote and you know there's that whole aspect to it. Other than that, I don't know too much about the character. I haven't read a lot of Spider-Man in general, let alone getting into like the Venom and the Carnage books or anything like that. Um, but the the cover of this book just looked wicked. So I thought it would be interesting. I don't know, uh, Web of Venom, is that an ongoing series in Venom? Do you know? Is, are they doing a whole Web of Venom thing? or Not that I know of, okay. but they they could be. I mean, I do know what you're talking to about the the gods and everything. Mm-hmm. Like They've been laying down some mythology like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I, and you, I know that's, you'll talk about that's, it. Well, and that's the whole... the So, I obviously, I didn't know what to expect in this book because not writing anything else. So, um, but that's what this the whole start of this book is, is it's this cult, I guess you could call them, of people who uh, believe in the symbiote god. Mm-hmm. 
um, Null or whatever yeah, its Null name is. is name. Um, and there's basically this woman giving like this presentation to the cult about Cletus Cassidy and how he's like the one true connection to the God and God is carnage basically. And it, she kind of goes over his brief, you know, story born in an insane asylum and dies, comes back to life, you know, and she says, there's this one scene where he's like staring at a park and you see it through normal person's eyes and then you see it through his eyes and it's just a bunch of people just, with no skin. Yeah. Just, and she says he didn't think he was hurting them. He thought he was freeing them. Like their skin wow. was their trap. Right. And I was like, <laughs> all right, lady, you're crazy. <laughs> you're just as crazy as he is. Um, and you know, and how then he ends up with the symbiote and becomes carnage. And then there's this great fucking page of him getting the carnage symbiote over him. The, the art in this, who is by somebody I've never heard of before, Danilo Bayruth. Sorry, that's probably not how it's pronounced, but everyone knows we don't do names here very well. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't, I've never heard that person as an artist before. I'm sure they've done other stuff. Most people don't get their first go in a Marvel book, but this art is awesome. Um, so anyway, basically the whole point is this, this lady, this cult wants to bring Cletus back so that he can then become carnage and connect to the God and he, but he's dead and he's in space. And I don't know how that happens. They don't really go into that. See, that's a, and that's cause when I was flipping through this, I know that there was uh, a book that came out th two, three years ago-ish, maybe. Uh, it was one of the Carnage's... Because Carnage has come back in brief... Uh, they did a minimum... That was another Maximum Carnage, and then there was a Minimum Carnage when he went to the... Uh, with the Miniverse... What's the... What is the Miniverse? The Ant-Man and the... The Microverse. Oh, Microverse, yeah. Uh, that He went down there, which was actually really kind of cool... And, uh, but I don't remember how those ended and I normally would pick up any of the Carnage books that I see because I do like him. Right. They had, he was actually before doing these little mini series had been out in space for a while. I actually since Maximum Carnage when I think, believe the century punched him up there or threw him out there. Yeah. They show, they have a little brief thing of the century taking him up into space. Okay. Then they say he was reborn and it shows him. With, like, Captain America and Hawkeye and the Thing and Wolverine all covered in, yeah. like, a... So, but in these pages, though, it shows him being in space again. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember how he got out to space a second time. Right. But you'd start thinking, like, this kind of sucks. I'm trapped up here again. Because what they explained uh, after the first one, like, where he should be dead, that this symbiote kind of kept him alive. Right. Yep. When he was at, like, he was kind of like eternally dying and stuff, so he went kind of crazier and shit. And yeah, and he's pretty batshit crazy to begin with. And I, and the way this book is going, he's only going to be crazier because uh, he ends up coming back to Earth. He's in space for the second time. We're assuming coming back to Earth. The symbiote keeps him alive through reentry. So, because you know, yeah, a yeah. person would burn up in the atmosphere, yeah. falling from space into <laughs> the into the world, um, and then he hits the ground, 
alive and the fucking the art in this again it's crazy good like i love flesh melting off bones and they do a really good mm-hmm. job in this um he hits the ground and then he dies and then because he hit the ground right it's like a meteorite hitting the ground he leaves a big you know fucking hole in the earth and people come and take his body away and then this cult comes and takes his body and takes it back to their little sanctuary or sanctum or fucking underground lair or whatever the hell it is and put him in this uh, suit coffin thing with radiation and pour some of the symbiote in it to like bring him back to life. So he's in this capsule, dead. He's fucking dead. He has no skin or anything on his body. And they they uh, throw the symbiote in there, and the symbiote takes him over, and he busts out. Looks fucking awesome, because he looks like Venom, covered with, like, carnage red veins, and he's, ugh, it's just so good. Um, and the whole point is, the whole premise is, um, in order to talk to the god... You need to get all of the parts of the symbiote, symbiotes so that they can c- finish the connection. So he, when I, it's, the bla- it's the Venom symbiote because it's the little black one, little black symbiote ooze. Um, so that takes him over, he busts out, and she tells him, I'm going to give you, I've bonded with the symbiote, so I'm going to give you that part of me. And he's like, well, I'll just fucking eat you. And then he eats her. <laughs> See, this is some like when you have cults like this that are like they're okay to die. Like it's like some Lovecraftian type yeah. shit of like you just made a demon come out of the world. To be clear, she wasn't offering her entire life to him. He just took it. I don't know why she didn't think that was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, sounds kind of dumb to me. Um, but he was like, well. I'm going to eat you now. And he eats her. And that's when, like, he transforms from this mindless, just symbiote, rayon shell of a person back into carnage. Like, he's... Well, he got some food, finally. Exactly. That's exactly... <laughs> he needed a Snickers, hunger. Yep. <laughs> Why wait? <laughs> and it's, there's this great, very small panel of her, of him ripping her spine out of her body with his tongue. Nice. It's just also it's so good, um, but after after he kind of pulls his shit together and realizes what's going on, the this other guy from the cult or whatever tells him what they were trying to do, and that's when Cletus slash Carnage, hard to figure out who's actually in control here at this point, um. Uh, decides that he's going to start going. He really liked the taste of this person that had bonded with the symbiote. So he's going to start. He wants to finish the connection. He wants to go after this ultimate power. So he's going to start going after everyone that's ever bonded with a symbiote. And there's this great end panel with the screen of all the people who have ever had the symbiote, a symbiote, uh, attached to them. And that's going to be the premise of this whole story is him going after all these fucking people and I think that's going to make for a really interesting story because it's going to change you know, depending on who he's going after there's going to be villains, there's going to be heroes there's going to be fucking lame ass heroes, there's going to be <laughs> Captain America like who knows how far this is going to get I so. hope he kills one random person that like 
no one had ever heard of. Like somehow it bonded just briefly for right? like a second. And yeah, you know, like, well, it used who- them to travel from one person to another. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They do that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they did it in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's gotta start somewhere. Um, but they're the. I mean, the people that are in this panel of of people that have bonded is there's a lot of. There's a lot of big people. There's a lot of people I don't know, but there are a lot of big people on here, too. So that'll be interesting. I'm actually, I will definitely keep reading this. I don't know that it moved me to read any other Carnage. You know, I don't know if this will make me interested in the character as a whole or if this is just going to be a really good story. I think I'll give you some of the, like I said, the the ones that I know I have, they're like five issues each. And then like by the end, he's gone or dead or something happened again. Those are really interesting because they're also short. Right. Like you don't need to have a whole thing. So I'll let you borrow those because they awesome. are good reading. Awesome. Um, and yeah, now I need to pick up this it's book. so good. I can let you... Well, I can't let you... Connor really wants to read this one too. <laughs> he loves Carnage as his favorite character. Um, so Donnie Cates, writer. Chris Peter, the color artist. Very important because the color in this also adds to the power of the art. Um, so good. It was so good. Such a good book. All right, now let's get on to some news. News. A bunch of news that's been going on. I know. We well, took... Something specifically this week. Ah. The snapping has not ended. <laughs> snapping. There's more things that are being destroyed. Yeah. Are they? Are they being destroyed? Well, they're disappearing. So. They're, are they disappearing that... forever, or are they just disappearing until they move somewhere else? So that's the thing. I don't know where they're moving somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so with the announcement that Daredevil was canceled, which was a shock, I could see Luke Cage and then Iron Fist as well. Yeah. They were uh, the showrunner said they actually had the whole fourth season planned out, and they were discussing it or going to discuss it that morning. But then the news hit first of their pulling production on it, hmm. so that it kind of hit everyone blindsided because they didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. We still have. Punisher has already mm-hmm. finished, and I think Jessica Jones is in production they, or post-production. Yeah. So we're going to go out on Jessica Jones, I guess? Like, I feel like they need to do something to wrap it up. Yeah. But as you're saying, though, you think they're going to go to... The Disney. Disney, but Disney flat out said they're not having anything above, um, like, adult-type stuff, and that has That's blood. bullshit. Well... Here's the other thing though they've they've said that they're go- they own like seventy percent of Hulu yeah so they already have a streaming service right so they're going to put it uh, probably there yeah that's where some of their other Marvel shows are right the Runaways are on Hulu yeah yeah and Cloak and Dagger yeah uh, well that's on Cloak and Dagger is free freeform but freeform I watched it through Hulu. Oh, maybe I did watch it in freeform can't remember which app I've used fuck. Everyone, stop making your own damn channels. Because we stopped, funny. we stopped paying for cable because it was expensive, and we could get, we could pay like ten, twenty bucks a month to get these streaming services. But now it's like, well, now we have to pay ten dollars here, ten dollars here, ten dollars here, and eventually we might as well just have cable. Again. I can't, can't wait till they just pull out the old like '90s commercial of for just pennies a day, oh. you can get the Disney Channel. Because <laughs> I used to always tell my mom, Mom, I got some pennies I can give you. <laughs> She didn't quite, she tried to explain it to me, I was too young, but then even 50 cents is still pennies, and that's 15 bucks per, when you add it all up. I, 
I'm kind of disheartened in this because I fucking love Daredevil. Yeah. And I, as a comic book, I don't really read the comic book, but as a TV show, it was just perfect with live action, with mm-hmm. what they were doing, how they shot the scenes, the storylines, and it's it's sad to see it go. Um, many uh, There's been a lot of different reports, too, since this was announced. Uh, some of the things that uh, have come out is saying that Netflix haven't gotten the the numbers that they did with season one. Yeah. And it's it's very costly. Yeah. And and this the other big thing too is this. It isn't Disney just taking it back. Disney couldn't just take it back. This is Netflix's decision. It right. was solely their decision. And I think it was a bad decision. Yeah. I don't think that there's gonna be a bajillion people that are leaving Netflix for it. No. But you'll lose some people and it was quality quality program like they could tap into the synergy of what other shit's going on with disney as well mm-hmm. i don't know i'm sad to see it go i know i know and there's a I, lot. I don't know that it's gone forever um but we'll see that's that's something only time will tell but that like they've also uh even on twitter uh have kind of done cryptic messages of like you know this is this is not the end or um just like they did with uh, with Iron Fist and yeah, Luke Luke Cage, they've they're going somewhere, so they will show up somehow, and maybe that's a well, no, because I really want it to end, and then they can have a new beginning. I just really think that all the Netflix shows should wrap up in like a yeah. Defenders movie that will be better than the Defenders series. <laughs> uh, and I will say too, though, with God, with all these different. Uh, Channels, because that's what they're on. They're channels. They're Pretty not, much, yeah. Uh, we are going to see more pirating. Yeah. The biggest thing that has happened is, with more availability, there has been way less pirating. It's going to go up mm-hmm. tenfold. And I already know people are already talking about that, because there are some great fucking shows that seem to be going to this Disney thing. Yeah. I mean, they're already talking about uh, Scarlet Witch and the Vision one. And it seems like a lot of them are in pairs. They're talking about a uh, um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, like the and these are the actors that are going to be doing this from so like, the movie. So they've kind yeah. of signed up for, hmm. and I and I know there's a Loki one too. So which also gives speculation of like Loki's alive at least. Oh, it's because some of these people are are not alive. So are they going to come back alive? Yeah. What are these going to be about? Are well, these going to be prequels to... And Loki's like dead dead. He's not snapped dead. He's dead dead. Yeah. Or is he? Was it an illusion right. that he made? But I think he's, he's dead He's going to come back as a lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could be Lady Loki. I like I liked that when he did that for yeah. a brief stint. So I want to watch them all. As long as with all the Star Wars stuff. But Disney, I'm not going to pay you when I already have Netflix and yeah. Hulu. Does and that I, mean you're willing to give up something like Netflix to go over to Disney? No, or I'm gonna, does Netflix still offer you enough to stick with Netflix? Netflix still offers yeah. me like they have a lot of the things I'm going to talk about today. I'm just realizing we're just promoting Netflix shit because <laughs> bong, they have bong, bong. some really good strong programming. <laughs> they do. I don't want to have to. I'm just going to go to a friend's house that has some of these, and we're going to have watch nights. Speaking of Netflix, I am going to totally go off topic here, or maybe not. I fucking watched the new She-Ra. Holy shit. You watch all of it? Oh my god, it was so fucking good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, 
there, yes. It I was, mean, I, I, there's really nothing bad to say. I did want it to be. I felt it was a little. Well, no, it was more teen. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it was yeah. good because I like I want to have my niece watch it, but she's right still too young. Yeah. I think two more years she could watch it. It was really well done, and I know there was all the haters of like wanting it to be more. Yeah, go uh, back and watch that old show and tell me you want it to be that again. No, because I actually Cause this is fucking that's terrible. also on Netflix. The old I know. one, and it is terrible. It is. It's totally terrible. the art. I will say the, I, the art style. It it's all right. It grew on me. Yeah. At first, I was kind of like didn't like it. I like that she kind of even grows. I know. She's got so some, she's a young she's person. Got some fucking beefy arms when she yeah. transforms into She-Ra. And that <laughs> that actually because of that was my one criticism of she looks. Uh, as Adora just looks as she can't be a powerful person right. because there's different body figures of young kids mm-hmm. and adults right. and you wouldn't see a young kid being able to fight an adult that is a warrior prince but that she kind of magically grows I'm like that that was a cool kind of yeah. plot thing uh, Swift Wind fucking Talky? oh my god <laughs> that fucking I mean you know he was he was a horse that turned into a unicorn with wings in the show. And I don't like being called horsey. Yeah. <laughs> he That character was so much more entertaining in this version of the show. I loved it. I thought it was great. All the princesses are way more, like, their characters are way more in-depth. There's, there's way more about, like, it's just the character development is so much better in this show than it ever was in the original. And I fucking loved the original one. That was my jam growing up gem and she-ra that was my that was my shit um they've both been redeemed and made better not gem through the comic books and she-ra through this new cartoon so uh i am actually crossing my fingers because the original she-ra um she gets the sword from he-man like he-man comes to eternia and is like i thought this was for you but you're a bad person why don't you go around and and see that how bad the horde is, and then she, be, you know, she eventually mm-hmm. becomes Shira. So he, he's the one that brings it to her, and then of course later you find out that they're brother and sister. Blah 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 blah. I'm hoping that this goes in an opposite direction, where she goes and makes him Prince, Prince Adam into He Man. So I hope it. I hope there is a He Man that comes out of this, and I hope she makes him He Man instead of him making her Shira. I that, think would that would be kind of cool. I think so. I think it would be a great way to bring that show back to I uh yeah it, I don't I feel though it can't be in the the same world um cause I think you still need to be a little masculine like the more boys the art style needs to be different but I think you could still do that I think you could pull well, it I, off yeah I think I mean you could even kind of do the art style it, I feel the Shira is a little bit more whimsical like with Bo and with uh the captain and everything yeah which, I actually Googled to find out, like, because I forget half the characters in these shows. I mean, there's a bajillion one-off yeah. characters that they just sold toys for. Sure. And I didn't realize, though, even in the original Shira, that there was the princesses of power mm-hmm. and that they were around. Because I thought see them very often. I, yeah. Yeah. But I thought, oh, and I like that they changed it up for some more diversity. Yes. I really enjoyed that part. I love that they kept Bo in like a midriff. 
Like, he's always rocking his belly out. Yeah. No matter what version but of the show see, it is. But the old one? Like, <laughs> God, I can't even comment. I know. But... I know. It's it just not a... I, it's a weird decision. So I thought this bow was actually pretty good. Yeah. And that's the thing. I like that they are a bit younger. So yeah. it, it does... Yeah. Great overall. Um, some other Netflix stuff. Uh, Sabrina is coming season two sooner than I thought it would. Yeah, it. Uh, damn it! I just had the. It's April fifth. Oh, you already had. It? Okay, I just I had know it, it off I, the top of my well, head. I'm very excited. That show was so quick. good. And by the end of this year, I don't remember the exact date. We're having a Christmas special too. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. This is so like this is quick for a Netflix yeah. show. Normally, it's like years between like. I'm yeah. glad. I'm happy. They just kept on production, and I hope that happens with some more shows. I don't feel that they're going to do. Th- I think this is a one-off right now. Yeah. But please, Netflix, we're we're your biggest promoter. We keep talking about you. Listen to us more. <laughs> and fuck you for canceling Daredevil, but still, let's still see her. <laughs> Sabrina's so amazing. It was a really that was a really good show, and I'm very excited they're bringing it back super soon. But that also means it's going to come out around the same time. I think that Stra- the new Stranger Things series comes out. I think that comes out in the spring too, so we're gonna yeah. get straight well, Yeah, things. we had to wait a year and a, and a half, half for that. Yeah. So And that that kinda has more to do though with writing. Yeah. Which I mean, no offense, I'm not saying this disparagingly at all. I feel you can go many different directions with Sabrina in the occult and with everything. Right. With Stranger Things, there's more of a narrative thing. Plus, trying to throw in all those Easter eggs. Right. So that's probably harder to write yeah, for that for compared sure. to Sabrina. Uh, I did learn, too, that uh, there was a legal lawsuit against Netflix. From the Church of Satan. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was crazy. Because they're using the goat head god or whatever as the as the visual representation of the devil in Sabrina. And apparently, that makes the Church of Satan look bad. I'm like... All right, what? Church of Satan, calm down. It's, it's you're like, the Church of Satan. Everyone thinks you're, everyone thinks you're the bad guys anyway. Even though you actually don't have anything to do with actual Satan. That's the thing. Think. They and they they settled out of court, so therefore something happened. Which I, so we won't know which side came out ahead or not. But I, I find that kind of dumb. It is because uh, that vision that that version of Satan existed before the Church of Satan was a thing. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, you know, I, I think it was in the Bible. <laughs> I'm going to say, I think maybe it was in the Bible. But <laughs> don't quote me on it because I'm not an avid reader of, of the Bible. But, yeah, I thought that was a stupid lawsuit. Um, hey, whatever, I guess. Whatever gets you some, some cash in your coffers. <laughs> um, What else? Do you have anything that you found? Um... Couple little things. Jeff Lemire is writing a uh, a pilot for Black Hammer, which is a very good comic book series that he's done. Um, I always like it when the writers of the comic books write their own pilots. It makes me very excited for the quality of the actual series that might be coming out of it. Um, the the DC EU is you know in a weird spot right now they're pushing flash and uh the man of steel sequel to the back burners they're going to focus on other movies now instead of the ones having to do with the justice league they're doing i think batgirl 
and Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Yep, that one's in in uh, what's the word? Pre-production or yeah, like that. yeah, they're planning it. So yeah, and they they're also talking about doing a Zatanna movie, which I, I mean, why not? I, <laughs> I think the story's there, right? And uh, I plan. I think Birds of Prey was another one they were planning on doing. I can't remember. I'm actually kind of okay with this decision. I think maybe it's time for some fresh, freshy, fresh, fresh. Although I am looking forward to Aquaman. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I think this all hinges on how well Aquaman does. Uh, yes, which I I saw uh, uh, a meme of uh, just like it's a picture of him. Like from the poster, just looking awesome, yeah, and muscular, and it just goes. It says, "Mom, hey kids, you want me to take you to go see the Aquaman movie?" <laughs> I mean, whoever thought that that iconic green and orange or green and gold costume that Aquaman used to rock in the comic books that looked so stupid for so long? Whoever thought that there was going to be somebody on this planet? Who could pull that off and make it look good? Jason Momoa is that person. <laughs> and I'm very excited to see it. Um, toys, again, maybe ruining surprises in movies. I don't know if you saw this or not, but the Captain Marvel Funko Pop line has been announced. Oh, yeah. I and, heard about that. And they think that maybe it's ruining who Jude Law is supposed to be in the movie. Because everyone just assumed he was supposed to be... Captain Marvel. Yeah. The original. Right. And instead, it looks like maybe he's going to be, uh, what's that, Jan Rog instead, who is... Yeah, good old Jan Rog. Yeah. yeah. I, really, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I did hear about this, and I was like, I don't know who that character is, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, if you've read the old Captain Marvel books... He's like a he's like Marvel's villain. He's a Kree who hates Marvel. Okay. So, I, I uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play into it. Jude Law would make a really good villain. I know that. I'd actually rather see him play a bad guy than a good guy, personally. Um, but God damn it, toys. Stop ruining the plots of movies. Well, <laughs> speaking of... I thought you were going to talk about something different of oh, toys. Is though. there another one? Well, no, it's not. It's not necessarily that. I mean, they have been ruining a lot of this shit for the Avengers movie. Uh, but I thought you were going to talk about the Toy Story trailer that oh, came out. Oh no, 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 no! Because no. I was kind of like, I don't need to see another. T like they they wrapped it up so beautifully. Right. There was nothing that I was. And then I watched the trailer, and I go, "Holy shit! That's a question I never thought of. What makes a toy a toy?" Yeah. And oh, because it it's got Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key doing the voices of like those, the sport kind yeah, of thing, yeah. thing. And and I go, this is a movie that could be made because what does like yeah I played with does that yeah. mean the pet rocks are actually alive? Are they going to go into this existential crisis thing? Who thought that we need existential crisis movie of Toy Story? <laughs> but I'm a hundred percent back on board, and that's the thing too. The the people at Pixar thought it was wrapped up beautifully. Didn't think there needed to be a reason, but then they're like, "Fuck yeah!" So I'm, I'm happy about that yeah. one. Uh, Lion King looks beautiful. I don't need it. I they've been doing these live action remakes of all the but the live Disney action movies. is live action. I don't know what's really live action in this movie. Yeah, and that's what 
I feel like it was a it's not missed opportunity. It's just a, a stupid decision to call it live action. One of the live action ones. Yeah. Uh, because it just it doesn't seem to fit with right. everything. Right. Uh, there's not there's not any. At least in the Jungle Book, when they did the live-action Jungle Book that was mostly CGI, at least you had Mowgli, right? Yeah. He was the human live-action part of that, um, which kudos to that kid, because that was his first fucking big movie, and he had to act with, like, just green screen. Unless they have some people <laughs> yeah. on a safari hunt within The Lion right. King. Like, right. Yeah, maybe they'll introduce human humans, but it's, I mean... You see Mowgli coming out of a jungle somewhere <laughs> random, like, they're all tied together. Uh, and then the last trailer that I fucking loved, and I love the title, uh, the Lego Movie Two, the second part. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I'm, oh, it's just so beautiful. I rewatched it and watched certain things of like, cause I had thought that a lot of it was all stop motion, and then when I realized they couldn't do s- with only some digital, but then I realized no, it's actually all digital yeah. with some things scanned in. I'm just like, this. it just, wow. Yeah, I loved the first Lego movie. I watched it when I worked at the video store every day. Every fucking day I watched that because movie. Because it's that awesome. It's so good. Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited about that one, too. I even loved the Lego Batman movie. I thought that one was good, too. Yeah, so I forgot about that one. To me, to me, the Lego movies, so far, they can keep going as long as they want to. So, um, so, uh, going back on Netflix, the uh, kit, <laughs> they're making Cowboy Bebop live action there. Oh, fuck. I mean. I guess it kind of segues in from live action, so. Fuck. They haven't, I haven't. See, this thing. Netflix death- has been doing really great on certain things. Oh. All of their, uh, anime has sucked donkey dick. Because they did Death Note, right? And then they did Full Metal Alchemist. Well, they didn't. They just acquired that. Yeah. That was a movie that was already in Japan and just dubbed over yeah. it. So I don't blame them for that. And actually, to be honest, it wasn't terrible. It was Japanese budget type right. style. So I don't. I think with Hollywood Netflix money, they could have made it a good adaption. But I'm really worried because of how much they sucked. Yeah. At Death Note, right? And William Defoe was amazing. Yeah. Willem. But they fucked it. <laughs> fucked it. What it what? I said Willem, but that's fine. What I what I said. William, his name is oh. Willem. Oh, I, I know. I always case, say that too. Just in case he's listening, I don't want. There's there's one person I don't want mad at me. It's Willem Dafoe. Um. <laughs> yeah, I I actually really like Cowboy Bebop. It's been a really long time since I watched it, but that is one of them that I used to watch. They if they did it, if they did it more like Firefly, like a Firefly type show, I could see them pulling it off. Mm. I don't know. Speaking of Firefly, Ooh. Firefly, Buffy, um, what was another Whedon-verse type Angel? show? Maybe as Angel. They're Dollhouse. Going, they're going to uh, Facebook Watch. What? Have you heard of Facebook Watch? Fuck no. What the fuck's yeah, that? Yeah, I didn't either until I was reading this story about how Facebook, I guess, has an online catalog library Something is, or other. Is it free or is it subscription based or what? That's I don't know, and that's the thing because I was like, I was trying to do some research on it, I'm like, but then I gave up because I'm like, fuck this. Is this another fucking channel that I have to add? I would hope not because this is all. These are all old shows that are in syndication. Yeah. 
but I don't know then what Facebook Watch is. And it was the first that I heard of it. It's kind of why I just mentioned it now. Because it's monetized through ad breaks, Facebook Watch is totally free for the viewing audience. All they have to do is be logged into their Facebook account. Hmm. So I guess it's kind of cool then for people that are fans of those series. Yeah. All of it is in one place and it's free now. Kind of a smart you know, thing to acquire, I guess, on their part to really... Yeah, and if I they're mean, getting the Whedon catalog, I would like because there's it's hard to find old shows too on some of these streaming mm-hmm. things that like you say Netflix has a huge catalog. I don't think they have Gilligan's Island or some of those shows. Yeah, Facebook buy some of that up because I love Gilligan Island. I, I have to rewatch nerd. that all the time. Nerd, uh, terrible show. Last, <laughs> that was great. Um, <laughs> The last two things that I have uh, dealing with, uh, actually, they're totally different. So Hugh Jackman has made an ad attacking uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God, I love that. Just just writing off his coattails since 2009 when he hand-selected him from X-Men Origins. (laughs) And it's an attack ad of saying, you know, that that no talented this or that, because it's for... I mean, it's really an ad for the upcoming uh, the, Deadpool movie. Yeah. The, the what is it? The the it's the real. Once upon a Deadpool. Yeah. Which is explain this to me because I actually haven't looked into this at all. You haven't seen the trailer for it? No. Fucking. I awesome. know. So I know this is what I know about it. So you can you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Okay. I know that um, Fred Savage is in it and. The Deadpool story is being read to him in a very much Princess Bride sort of exactly. way. Okay. Uh, it's so it's it's Deadpool two, but made to be PG thirteen. And in order to do that, you can't just cut up a movie, especially that has lots of swear words right. and, and stuff. You would have to have some sort of narrative. So the narrative is he kidnapped uh, Fred and is reading him a book of Deadpool. So then it's going to cut to those scenes because they they keep talking about they have twenty additional minutes. Well, right. that's a lot of their big, scenes and actually together. they filmed it in a day of those scenes and then an editor could then be like if it's getting to a part where it's going to be too bloody it then just goes to Deadpool talking about like maybe Fred saying like what happened and it's like we can't show yeah. or I can't explain it to you but we'll go over to these people and it's a narrative way that makes it seamless to do it hmm. there's even a part where it seems like Fred's going to swear and in one of the trailers and Deadpool kind of like shushes him so like censors him to alright you can't so it's gonna be Deadpool with less guts right. and swear words but I'm like it's genius and it it's, is a very smart it's way one of the last it. things that Fox we, is gonna be making some money off of before yeah I, I remember when they announced doing the PG-13 of Deadpool and I think we talked about it on the podcast and we were both like what the fuck guys seriously um, but this is a smart way to do it. And I hope that... So in The Princess Bride, right, when his grandfather is reading him The Princess Bride, he gets to the part where uh, they kiss, and Fred Savage is like, oh, don't... You skip over that part. And throughout the book, he skips over the kissing part. Oh, yeah. And at the end, he's like, honey, you can you can read that if you want to. So it'll be funny if they kind of use that as a way to, like, skip over the uh-huh. the worst stuff in the... In the movie. Uh, and then, lastly, the Russos hinted at it might not be the end for Chris Evans Uh-oh. with Marvel. Because, as he has said, wrapped and everything. Yeah. They said that, and they go, you'll just have to wait to find out. So, because everyone's also talking that he's going to die, the character. Yeah. 
so now I'm confused, and I don't know if this is like a, a red herring to like hmm. not think that, but I don't trust those boys. Those I don't, or maybe boys. they do come back, or yeah. he comes back somehow. Maybe he doesn't want to be done, like because I know he changed his mind once. Or, or more likely, what I think with going forward, some of these actors are going to do Cameos. small, small roles, yeah. something that takes maybe a week to shoot instead of like three months sure. to shoot, and kind of have at it like that way, which. Fine, cool. For Captain America, really, all we need is, I mean, honestly, all we really need is his origin story. And then, or like, what if he needs so, to be, like, the centerpiece every once in a while to, like, bring the team together. And then Maybe it's cryptic with how they're doing all these Netflix, or not Netflix, Disney shows. And if some of these are past, like, something going on, mm-hmm. of course Captain America would be around if they're, mm-hmm. so maybe he shows up in an episode there. Yeah. And they'll Maybe. tease the shit out of it. Like, I hate these boys, these Russo brothers. I do not like them. <laughs> They're the worst people. They make really good movies, though. <laughs> I just can't wait for this movie to fucking come out. Um, so it can all be over with. <laughs> Alright. Uh, that's it for me. I got nothing. Alright. So, Booze in a Book this week uh, is something that I had last night that I was trying to really hard, because I only read one book, and it works somehow and i'll explain how it works okay actually i'll have you kind of guess so i drink uh from founders brewery the mothership series which is their specialty blends uh panther cub okay this is uh a porter aged uh with maple and maple syrup bourbon barrels and regular bourbon barrels um it from their description also with whole vanilla beans in it just for fun uh, tasty maple and vanilla notes plus surprisingly deep character make this a rare special release. Uh, one to look upon fond- fondly. So it was just released uh, this past weekend. Already kind of sold out. Luckily I have friends that work there and they brought it to Friendsgiving. And it's part of the reason why I don't remember some of the night. Uh-huh. It was amazing. But uh, I'm pairing this with Fantastic Four number four. Okay. Do you know? Is Black you Panther guess? in this? It's not in it, no. And I thought <laughs> do they of, go to Wakanda? There was there was a Black Panther book that came out, but I didn't read it. Does it have to do with? No, it's just because Black Panther debuted in, in Fantastic okay. Four number fifty-two. Like, so is there animantium? Like I was really like I was struggling <laughs> to be like because it has to deal with Black Panther. Like you can't have something Panther Cub without him. Yeah. But I'm like I can't. Pair it. You could, because it's from the Mothership series. And didn't they just come back from space? <laughs> True. Good Collins with the save. Oh, well, that, uh, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, it's good to be back. Yeah. Everyone stay good on Santa's naughty list. I don't even know what that means. So. Ponder it. All right. Stay thirsty thinking of that. <laughs>